Welcome to the City Light Podcast. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out online at citylightchurch.com. Today, we're continuing our series called Dangerous Prayers. All throughout the Bible, we see ordinary people believe and ask God for huge requests. If you're ready to see God work in your life, praying safe won't cut it. It's time to pray boldly, pray daringly, to pray with fire. Thank you for spending time with us today, and we hope you enjoy the message from the series Dangerous Prayers. Well, I'm excited because we're in week three of a series called Dangerous Prayers, and we've been doing this 21 days of prayer as a church. We do this every January and every August because we wanna, we wanna refocus our lives onto the Lord. January is a great time to do that, New Year's resolutions, things like that. And we found August is a great time to do that as well because of everything, the transition after summer, school, if there's school, whatever school you're gonna do, online, home, or you're, you're all teachers, by the way. That's great, we're so excited for y'all. You got upgraded. But you know, it's just a, a great time to refocus and reset our lives on the Lord. And this series is based on a, on a great book called Dangerous Prayers by Pastor Craig Groeschel. And if you don't have this book, you can get this uh, where any books are sold. Actually, right now, if you're watching online, one of our online hosts will be posting uh, a link where you can buy this book. But this is a great book. It actually has challenged me in so many great ways and, and challenged me to, to go deeper in some of my prayers. And I don't know about you, but it's easy to go through life and just kind of pray what I call some safe, comfortable prayers at times, like God bless his food, amen. Like, you know, like I bet chances are the food would probably be fine whether you bless it or not, you know, but we pray these prayers, we want to bless it, and unless you're, you know, eating, you know, some junk food, then really pray over that food. Come on, somebody, like, like really go after it. But, um, but you know, there's some times in our life that I realized that maybe my prayers have just become too safe, and it's a great opportunity to, to remind ourselves that, you know, God, the God of the universe is who we're, we're here talking about today. The, the, the God that created the heavens and the earth is the one we're praying to. And I think he wants to do a lot more amazing things in our life and use us to do great things. And, and it's okay to pray some dangerous prayers from time to time. If you were with us a few weeks ago, we started off talking about praying for boldness because before we pray for some dangerous prayers, we need to pray that God will give us boldness because it's, it's hard to pray some dangerous prayers sometimes. And so we ask God, God, give us boldness. Like, make me bold. Like, like let me pray some, some non-comfortable prayers at times and let me, let me draw closer to you in this season. And then last week, my wife got up here, my amazing wife, she got up here and, and talked about, come on, you can give it up for my wife, it's all good. She's amazing. She's back there running the, the, the live stream today. It's great and uh, just so proud of her. She got up here and talked about a very dangerous prayer that we f see in the Bible where David prayed, Lord, you know, seek me. You know, look, examine me. Look through my heart. See if there's any way in me that's offensive to you. And this is a, a great prayer of, of examination where we can open up our lives and say, God, I'm, I'm opening up all to you. I'm not holding anything back. I, I, want, I want you to take a, a look at my life and there's so, if there's something here, if there's something in my heart that does not align with you, if I'm missing it, God, if I'm doing something that, that you're not pleased with, God, show me. Like, I'm open to, to, to get closer to you. I'm open to, to hear your voice on the areas of my life that I'm missing it. And so she did a great job. And so today, we're continuing with another dangerous prayer that you can pray 
But I, I got to warn you, this is probably the most dangerous prayer you could pray. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not joking. This is actually a very dangerous prayer. And some of you in this room, you will not want to pray it. You will be like, thanks, pastor. That was nice. But that's not for me. Like, I don't, I don't think I can do that right now. And, and I get it. And I, and I get it. You don't have to pray this prayer. But if, if you're somebody who's saying, you know what, you know, I, I, I'm, really, I'm really sick and tired of just praying safe prayers and I want to get close to the Lord, I want God to do a work inside of me, then I would ask you to consider the very dangerous prayer that we're going to talk about today. It's called break me. Break me, God. Break me, God. Let me ask you a question before we really get into this today. How many of you, by show of hands, and if you're watching online today, you can raise your hand uh, at home. It's okay. People might think you're weird, but it's okay. Just raise your hand. It's all right. Uh, but how many of you in here would say, you know, you would love to be closer to the Lord? Raise your hand. Just, I just want to be closer to the Lord. It'd be great. Okay. A lot of people raise their hands. Okay. Great. At home, hopefully you rose your hand as well. How many of you would say, by again, raise your hands? Like maybe there's some stuff in my life. Maybe there's some junk in my life that. I just can't get beyond it. I'd love to get rid of it. You know, I'd love to move forward in my relationship with God. And, and there's just some stuff that I, I keep, he keeps kind of tripping me up from time to time. And I would love to get rid of that. How many would you identify with that too? There's just some stuff sometimes in our life that we just want to get rid of. Great, at home, raise your hand. Okay, perfect, perfect. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. But what if I told you that those things were possible, that you could be closer to the Lord than ever before, and you could actually get some of the stuff out of your life that has been holding you back, but it's on the other side of the prayer, break me. Break me, Lord. Break me for what breaks you. Like, like let me get close to you, Lord. And I, wanna, I want you to be a, do a work inside of me. The first time that I really experienced this, this prayer, break me, was about almost about six years ago now when we, my wife and I were, were getting ready to launch the church. We felt called by God to launch City Light Church and uh, we were excited about it. We we're like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be great. We're gonna change the world. Come on, somebody. Like, like we were pumped about doing it and, and we, we began, to, began to get trained through a great church planning organization called ARC. And I remember we had this extensive training that we went through and Pastor Chris Hodges from Church of the Highlands was teaching a session and I remember what he said, and I'll never, I'll never forget it. He just was, he was speaking and he just said, hey, he goes, I, I, the first thing that you got to do when you are, are launching a church, the first thing you need to do is you need to win the war spiritually first. You got to win the war spiritually first. So if you pray, you got to pray more. He goes, if you fast, you got to fast more. If you read God's word, you got to read God's word more. You got to be, take your spiritual uh, uh, journey up a notch, your life up a notch, because God is going to do some crazy things in your life. The enemy is going to come after you, and you are going to experience the breaking of the Lord in this whole process, because he's going to shape and mold you into the person that he wants you to be. And like, it, I was like, okay, what does that even mean? He goes, so here's the deal. He goes, you're going to have people that are going to come with you. He goes, and then they're going to leave you, and that's going to hurt. You're going to have people that say, Pastor, I love you. I'm with you forever, and then they're going to turn on you and hurt you. You're going to run into financial trouble at times. You're going to run into the question of, am I really making a difference? You know, and you're going to have problems with locations. I mean, different things like that. Everything's going to come at you from a different angle, and God is going to break you in this process. All right, who's ready to launch a church? And I was like... Did we mishear God on this? Like, like really? 
Like, that's, what he said was not what I wanted to hear that day. I wanted to hear the good stuff. Come on, somebody. Like, I wanted to hear, like, hey, you're going to change the world. The lives are going to be changed forever. People are going to get saved. No, God, they're going to they're find freedom from their yesterdays. Marriages are going to be healed. You know, all this amazing things. And he didn't say any of that, though. He, he didn't say anything. He just said, no, no, you're going to go through a process where God's going to break you. But through the breaking, God's gonna do a work inside of you that's gonna be better than you could ever imagine. And you gotta trust him. And I kid you not, the first year and a half of, of us launching the church, my wife and I, we experienced everything that Pastor Chris Hodges said in that first year and a half. We had people on our team that we were like growing our team, things were going awesome, we we're just having a great time. And then we launched and they're like, uh, this isn't for me. And I'm like, okay, great, thank you. Appreciate it. That's amazing. We had people that were like, these are some of our best friends in the world. And they're just like, you know what? Uh, we're out. We're done. And we're like, I thought we were going to do life together. Like, whoa. Like, you're leaving too? Like, oh my goodness. We had people that would say things about us that weren't even true. And I'm like, why? I'm just trying to like help people come to know Jesus and like trying to do my best as I can. And, and why are y'all so nasty right now? Like, like I was just so confused. And, and it hurt. We ran into, even before we launched the church, we ran into some financial difficulties. We were like, you know, we had some big payments for all the stuff that you, that you see around here and, and we didn't have the money yet. And we we're just like, oh my goodness, can we do this? I, I, like I had moments in that first year and a half where I'd come home after a Sunday, would preach my guts out and I'd feel like a complete failure. I feel like, did anybody get anything out of that today? Was there anybody there that really is growing spiritually? And I would go home into my basement, my man's room. How many of y'all men got a man's room, somebody? Come on. Like I went in my basement. I would like pull up a hoodie over my head, sink into my couch and turn on the movie and just be like, oh, Jesus, help me. You know, like, like I, I just kind of felt like at a season of, of, of brokenness. But I, I'll tell you this, that in the season of brokenness in my life, God did something inside of me that I, I don't think he could have done any other way. He did a work deep inside of me that helped me grow, helped me trust him, helped me to be intimate with him, helped me to be so close to him. And I promise you that I would not wish away those days where it was hard. I would not wish away those days where I felt broken. I wouldn't wish away any of those days because in that process, God did a work inside of me that helps me be the man that I am today and the leader that I am today. And so, so we... We can't, we can't say because I'm going through a hard season in my life that maybe, I'm break, maybe God's breaking me. Maybe I'm, I'm just in a season where things seem crumbling around me. You know, maybe it's God, maybe it's decisions we've made, whatever. In, in those seasons, you can't run away from God. You gotta run to God and let him begin to do a deep inner work inside of you. And on the other side of brokenness, you begin to see, wow, God was with me. God was speaking to me. God was doing something inside of me and it's so valuable now. I didn't like going through it. I didn't like say, woo, this is amazing. But I realized the benefit of it on the other side of it because God did a work inside of me. So I just want to encourage you and, and, and ask you to consider today to pray the very dangerous prayer. God, would you break me? God, would you break me? Let me break you. Let me, let me learn to trust you, God. Let me learn to understand that, God, you're enough. In whatever I'm walking through, whatever season of life I'm experiencing, God, you are enough. If you pray that prayer, though, I'm going to give you three things today that I almost guarantee you'll experience. 
If you're taking notes today, I'd love for you to write these down and, uh, and, and check them out. But number one, if you're taking notes, what you can experience through brokenness is this, that brokenness often precedes a breakthrough. That, that, that brokenness often precedes a breakthrough. I, I love this in James chapter one, it says this. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, the funny thing about this verse is that I never hear anybody say, that's my verse. Like, that's my favorite verse right there. Like, that's my jam. Like, like nobody says this verse is their favorite verse. Like, what verse are you really meditating and believing God for? James chapter one, verse two through four. Like, like nobody says that. Like, nobody's like, yeah, I want, you know, pure joy through trials. Like, yeah, give me trials, God. That's what I want in my life. Woo, can't wait for some trials, God. Like, like nobody says that. Nobody's getting this verse tattooed on their body, okay? Like, like this just isn't that verse for you. Like, that, this happens all the time. But I think a lot of times we can look and stand away from the trials, stand away from the brokenness and say, you know what, that's gonna hurt me, that's not gonna be nice, I don't like it. But when you look at the verse, it says, no, 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 consider it joy when you're going through these things because the testing of your faith is actually doing something. It's working inside of you. It's, it's actually developing perseverance in your life. And then that perseverance, when it's finished, it's actually helping you grow and to become a mature follower of Jesus Christ, complete, not lacking anything. And so it's like, whoa, 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 wait, God, okay. I might be going through something right now. I may be in a season of brokenness, but I understand that, uh, that I'm going through this, but God, you're doing something in me. And that, that this brokenness, it actually precedes a breakthrough that you're gonna do in my life. Like, I understand that, God, you're, you're setting me up for something great. You know, I, it's funny because my dad uh, is, a, is a pretty interesting individual. My dad, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or maybe you're one of these people, but my dad, growing up, like I would always watch him, he always had a new hobby that he was into. How many of you are like that? You just like have a million hobbies that you've done in your life and you're just like, I got all this stuff, I don't even know what to do with it anymore because I'm not into that now. Like, my dad was into so many things. My dad, he, he was into painting, like, like pictures of a canvas. He got all the stuff for, he's gonna be an artist, you know, and he did that for like a week, you know, but he had everything ready for it, you know. My dad, he, he would get into uh, uh, flying model airplanes. So he'd go out and buy the most sweet model airplanes. He'd fly it around for like a week and then be like, all right, I'm done with that one too. You know, he would get into weird things, like he would start juggling. Like he'd be fascinated with juggling. Like he'd be out there cooking on the grill and I'd look out there and in between flipping the burgers, he'd be juggling. And I'm like, dad, what are you doing? Like, he's like, oh, this is my new thing I'm into right now. Like he was into so many things. He even got into knitting. Like, I don't even know where that came from. He was into knitting and I'm like, okay, dad, I'm gonna leave you alone now. God bless you in Jesus' name. You know, like my dad would get into so many different things growing up. And I remember when I was younger, he was into raising pheasants. And, you know, the little bird, you go pheasant hunting, you know, he was into raising pheasants. 
And so he got some adult birds and, and he started breeding them and he would collect the eggs and he put all the eggs into this incubator and the incubator you know, would sit in the, the basement and he'd have a couple incubators you know, all over the house. Like It was crazy how many eggs this, these, these birds were putting out. And he'd watch them because he wanted to hatch them and you know, have a bunch of baby pheasants. And so, I don't know what he's gonna do with them, probably eat them, I don't know. But uh, he had all these pheasants. I remember every day he would like go down there and check on them to see if they're hatched yet. Took about 21 days, I think, for the, the, the birds to hatch. I remember he'd go down there and look at them and it was like, not yet, not yet, not yet. But this first time he went down there and this one little baby started to poke through the shell. And he's like, oh, it's happening, you know, this is great. You know, and he's, he's watching the birds come out and, and the, this one bird, the first bird that's coming out, you know, it's breaking through the shell, but it, it's struggling a little bit to get out of the shell. And so my dad didn't know it, but he's like, he says, I'm, I'm gonna just gonna help it a little bit, get out of the shell, which he didn't realize, which he learned later that when you help a little baby bird get out of the shell, you're actually doing it more harm than good, that actually the strength that it develops and the muscles that it needs and the fortitude to break out of that shell actually helps it sustain for life. And so he helped it out and that bird actually came out and it was kind of deformed a little bit, like the muscles didn't form and it didn't even live that long. And he realized that, man, I, I thought I was helping it, but I was actually hurting it. And, and I was just wanna think, think about that story and I said, wow, how many of us in our life, we were just like, can somebody just help me get out of the shell right now? Like, I'm just going through something. I feel like I'm broken right now. I need somebody to help me. God help me in this season. And yet at the same time, I believe that there is a power and, and, it's, and it's something valuable in the struggle that when we say, God, I'm seeking you even in the midst of my darkest hour, I'm seeking you when I'm going through the, the trial and the, and the temptations, God, I'm seeking you in this season. I believe that God is doing a work inside of you. He is building you up. He is giving you strength to do something even later on in life and that he's gonna begin to, to, to work inside of you that you couldn't get any other way. Like we wanna wish away the struggle. We wanna wish away the, the breaking out of the egg, but it is, I think, a necessary thing in the body of Christ for us to say, wow, in that season, I was so close to God. In that season, uh, God did something inside of me, and I understand that, that God was doing something, and it's, it's setting me up for a breakthrough in my life, the thing that I want to get out of my life, the junk that I'm sick and tired of carrying around, like that stuff, it's setting me up for the next thing that God has for me. Like, that's one of the things I've learned in my life is that, that not, to, not to wish away those moments, but God, you're growing me. God, you're maturing me. God, you're teaching me something in this season to depend on you like never before. You're teaching me to be closer to you than never before. You're teaching me so much in this season. And God, I'm embracing it. I'm not just enduring it, but God, teach me. Help, help me to grow in this season because I believe that with all my heart that, that brokenness precedes a, a breakthrough. But number two, what you can expect in a season of brokenness or through it all is that this, and I love this one, we, we may impress people with our strengths, but we connect in our brokenness. That, that we may impress people in our strengths, but we connect in our brokenness. Look what 2 Corinthians says in chapter one. It says, all praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we are able to give them the same comfort God has given 
us. That when you're going through something, you're going through a season of, of struggle, of trial, don't, again, don't, don't look at it like, okay, God, this is, there's no benefit here. But that there's, God is going to do something inside of you, give you a comfort and a hope that all of a sudden you can turn around and give that same comfort and hope to somebody else. Just the other day, I was at a wedding, and I went outdoor wedding, don't worry, and we are at a wedding, and uh, uh, one of my friends who I haven't seen probably in six, eight months was at the wedding, and I, I was like, hey, man, what's going on? And he looks at me and goes, Jay, he goes, what's happening? He's like, you're skinny. What is the deal? Like, what, what's wrong with you? And little does he know at that moment, and probably some of you in this room don't even know, since November, I've been going through some, some health struggles, and I've lost a lot of weight, and you know, people are like, you, you gotta stop that diet, Pastor. That keto thing is done with. You gotta get beyond that now, Pastor. You gotta put some meat back on your bones, and, and uh, that's coming. But uh, I've been going through some medical stuff, and, and I used to just kinda just tell people, like when they said I'm skinny, I would laugh and be like, yeah, you're right, I should stop that diet. But I learned something through the power of my brokenness that actually can help comfort somebody else. And so instead of hiding behind the mask, I was just saying, yeah, you know, I'm just whatever. I, I began to open up and share with him my struggle, my story that I'm walking through right now. And I just told him what was going on, and he was just shocked. He said, I didn't know. I had no idea. I was like, it's all good, man. God's with me. God's so faithful. Don't worry. It's all good. And we left, I left the wedding that night, and he texted me the next day. And he said, Jay, I can't stop thinking about you. He goes, you were so open and so honest with me about what you were going through. He goes, I am dealing with severe depression right now. He goes, and I didn't think anyone else was struggling with anything. He goes, I thought I was the only one that had struggles in, my, in this world. And he's like, and I, it's so refreshing to hear someone else actually be open and honest about the thing that they're struggling with. And I said, man, I said, I'm so, I'm so honored that you would let me know where, where you're at. I'm so honored that you would let me know the, the struggle that you're in right now. And I encouraged him. I said, listen, I said, you know, man, this is a time to go after the Lord. This is a time to seek him like never before. This is a time to really strengthen your faith and not have it on the sidelines, but go after God. And we began to talk for, on text messages almost all night, it seemed like, just encouraging one another. And I thought to myself, wow, it's amazing that, that I've been given hope from God based on my situation and my circumstance, and I can in return give that same hope to someone else who is going through a difficult situation of their own. I just believe with all my heart that the church can never be a place where we come in together and we just put a mask on and just say, oh, bless God, everything's great. How you doing? Oh, brother, it's wonderful. It's so great, you know, like, sister, I'm, a, I'm amazing. God is good all the time. Like, like it, God is good all the time, but it's important to, at the same time, you know, at, get to a place where you develop a relationship with somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm walking through right now. This is, what I, this, is what, this is what God is doing in my life right now. Here's where I'm at right now. Can you pray for me? Can you lift me up? And it's amazing that when you begin to share your brokenness, you begin to connect with people in, all, in a new way. 
See, we want people to look at our strengths. We want people to look at what we're good at. You know, like, hey, look at me. Look, I'm, I got this going on. I got that going on. I got this business. I got that, you know, thing with school. I got this in my life, this in my marriage. Everything's great, right? And, but yet people are maybe impressed by that stuff, but they don't connect through that stuff. They connect with your open and your honest story about here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm going through today. Here's my situation that I may be struggling with. And, and you can connect with somebody so, so deeply through those things. That's why here at our church, we talk about our city groups all the time. And we talk about joining a team and serving around the church. And listen, we don't talk about those things because we want a whole bunch of people in, in, in small groups. Like we do, but that's not the reason behind it. We want you to be connected with people so that when you're going through something, you're not going through it alone. We, we want people to be serving on a team, not because we need things to get set up around here. We do need things to get set up around here. But listen, everything got set up today, and some of y'all weren't here. That's okay. But listen, we're, we're okay. We're moving forward. It's all good. But the team is not about the setup. It's not about running a camera. It's not about playing an instrument. It's about developing a relationship with somebody on the team. And you're talking to them and you're getting to know them and you're growing spiritually with them. And then when you do face a trial, when you do face something hard, you can say, hey, here, this is what I'm going through. I'm not going to put on a mask and just show up at church and be like, oh, bless God, brother. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm here. I am. This is what I'm walking through. And then the, the same hope that you experience through the Lord, you can offer it to somebody else. See, we can connect to each other through the brokenness of our lives. See, that's what it's all about. That's what the church of Jesus Christ should be about. If you want to get involved around here, I'd love for you to take a moment and, and at the end of service, stop by our next step table when you leave today and just say, hey, how do I get involved around here? Like, what's my next step spiritually? What's my next step in my walk with God? I mean, we, we all have a next step. doesn't matter if you just came to know Christ. It doesn't matter if you've known Jesus your whole life for 50 years. We all have a next step in our walk with God. And we want to be a church that's always helping you discover what that next step is. But then the number three thing that I think is so important that you can always ex expect when you're in a moment of brokenness or a season of brokenness is this, is that in our brokenness, we often experience God's greatest blessing. We, we often experience God's greatest blessings. When I look through the Bible, I, I never see that God uses only perfect people. He uses the broken people to do amazing things. He do, he's not looking for just the, the perfect people that have it all together, that know all the verses, that, you know, that, that, that are the most religious. All, no, no, God's looking for people that are the most broken and say, God, I need you. God, I'm, here I am and I need you in my life. I was looking at the scriptures this week and I was going over the story of when, when Peter one of Jesus' disciples was with the Lord. And, 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 and you know, Peter, if you know his story at all, he was the guy that was like, Jesus, I'm never gonna deny you. I love you, man. We are boys. Like, like I will go to the death with you, man. I am with you to the end. Like Peter was, he was like Jesus' right-hand man almost. He was like, he was the guy that would say things first and then think later. How many of y'all are like that? Like I just blur, he's a blurter. Like I'm a blurter sometimes. And, and that was Peter. And, 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 but yet Peter, as you know the story, later on after Jesus was, was arrested and, and, and taken into the courtroom to be literally like prosecuted unjustly, you know, 
it says that, and the Gospel of Luke points this out that the other Gospels really don't point out, but the Gospel of Luke does, and it's so powerful that Peter denied Christ three times, but on that third time that he denied the Lord, it says that Jesus looked at him. They caught eyes. And Peter, in that moment, broke down, wept, and just ran off. I mean, I couldn't imagine that moment for Peter. Here he is, confident. Jesus, I love you. I'll go with you to the death. And then the moment where it's getting real, he says, no, I don't know that guy. I don't know him. <laughs> I'm not with him. What are you talking about? And that third time that Jesus actually predicted he would do, Jesus looked right in his eyes. They caught eyes. I couldn't imagine the brokenness that Peter felt in that moment. I just blew it. I just blew it. Like I, I can't believe that I did this. Jesus obviously goes to the cross, dies, and then rises from the dead. And I love it because one of the first things that he does after he sees you know, people at the tomb and all that fun stuff is he's like, man, I, want, I gotta see Peter. And Peter's out on a boat fishing and He's on the shoreline cooking some breakfast. Come on, somebody. Jesus is a good cook. And Peter sees, you know, Jesus on the shoreline. He's like, it's the Lord. He just jumps in the, in the water. He doesn't even, like, get the boat over to the shore. He's like, I'm swimming in. And, and Jesus forgives him in that moment. And he says, man, you know, I want you on this rock. I'm going to build my church. And then fast forward a couple more weeks later, Jesus ascends to heaven. The disciples are praying on the day of Pentecost. And this guy who was broken, this guy who blew it, this guy who didn't have it all together, he was then asked to be the guest speaker on the day of Pentecost where 3,000 people actually heard Peter's message, gave their life to Jesus in Jerusalem, and it like transformed. It was the launch of Christianity. It was an amazing moment for Peter. And so listen, like, like, we, we can be a person that says, hey, you know what? I don't know if I want brokenness. I don't know if I'm ready to pray that prayer. But listen, we often experience the greatest blessings through the broken seasons of our life when it drives us to, to go after God with everything. Peter looked at his life probably and thought, man, I'm, a, I'm nobody now. I can't do anything. But God says, no, 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 I've got greatness for you. I've got something in store for you. There is a blessing on the other side of your brokenness. And I love that because th that shows me that God wants to draw us closer to him. If you're somebody in this room that says, you know what, I wanna get close to God. I wanna get the junk out of my life. And I would encourage you say, man, maybe it's time to say, God, I break me. God, break me from my pride. Break me from my, my selfishness. Break me from the things in my life, my sin and my shame, but break me, God. Because why is it a blessing? Look at Psalms 34. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Like, it, I don't know about you, but it is a blessing to be close to the Lord. Like, and he says, the brokenhearted, man, they're, they're close to Jesus. Like, like uh, when, I'm in, when I'm brokenhearted, I'm not gonna look at it as despair. I'm gonna look at it as a moment to be close to my Savior. Look at Matthew chapter five, verse three in the message paraphrase, it says this. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope, 
with less of you, there is more of God and his rule. That may go against everything that you've ever been taught in life. Like, no, no, you don't want to get to the end of your rope. You want to do everything you can to avoid the end of your rope. But it says, listen, no, 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 when you get there and there's less of you, there can be more of God in your life. And that is a great place to be because you need him. He is enough for you. He is enough for your situation. You can trust him in the midst of the darkest moments of your life. I love this. When there's less of me, there's more of God. The Apostle Paul even says it this way in 2 Corinthians. He says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I love that. The Apostle Paul understands, he understood that the broken seasons of our life, the trials of our life are actually an amazing blessing because when we're weak and we're so strong because his power can rest on you. I just wanna encourage you today. If you wanna get closer to the Lord, if you wanna get the junk out of your life that maybe has been holding you back from the close relationship you you want with God, if you want to know God, you want to know him more intimately, then I would ask you to consider praying the, the very dangerous prayer. God, Lord, break me so that I can be fully dependent upon you because I trust you, God. Do whatever it takes. Break me so that I can know you more. I can know you more, God. Would you stand today as we close this message?